welcome to Beans and Breakdowns, a podcast dedicated to bridging the gap between specialty coffee and the heavy music community. On this episode, I'm joined by Max and Mark from the band Spite House. So grab a fresh cup of coffee and wake the fuck up! This episode, I'm joined with some fabulous Montreal folks. It's Max and Mark from Spite House. How are y'all? Good, you? Pretty good. Max hassled me about drinking coffee, and he's like, I bet you have to drink decaf. <laughs> well, that's not true. Um, so I'm already feeling a bit hyped up, and uh, my cat's been running around constantly. So I don't know how y'all are feeling right now, but... I'm so excited and wired. Oh shit! Well, I I I made a decaf, but I think there was some like caffeinated beans left in my grinder. So I'm I'm you know I'm starting to get in the zone right now. It is. Yeah, Max, you can't drink caffeine, can you? Not really. No, it gives me migraines. I used to love coffee, and then uh, one time I realized that every time I drank a cup. I was having a terrible migraine right after. So, yeah, I can have certain decaf that, like, the caffeine content is super low. So I still drink that uh, some sometimes. But I just realized that not too long ago that I could still have those because at one point even the decaf was giving me a lot of trouble. You sent me a picture, like, not too long ago of you making a beautiful espresso. <laughs> <laughs> me <laughs> oh yeah with that fucking that stupid machine yeah it's a, a beautiful machine uh, that's like 40 years old and that uh, my girl my girlfriend's parents gave us um and uh, yeah it makes uh a very when it works it works really, really well yeah uh, it's kind of gross but <laughs> i liked it <laughs> well, Mar- the baby doesn't <laughs> yeah. like it no, she's not into it. Yeah, uh, she hated the coffee. <laughs> don't give a baby coffee. I don't know who needs to hear decaf. that. It was decaf. It's fine. Oh. <laughs> Trace amounts. Uh, well, Mark, what are you drinking? So, uh, while well, I'm having a decaf, uh, I did the decaf shaken espresso. Mm. Uh, I... Uh, so I shook it with uh, brown sugar, uh, a bit of cinnamon, and uh, just a little bit of uh, like uh, coarse salt. And then, uh, yeah, the so it's a Peru decaf blend, and uh, yeah, it's uh, it's it's super sweet. It's super good. I wanted some maple syrup, but. Uh, I don't have uh, any more of it, but yeah, it's 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 a delight. Yeah, uh, I really like having a decaf at night. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it tastes really good. I was wondering why it's green. Oh, it's the the copy screen. Oh, yeah, I thought you were drinking the, matcha. Uh, I see it now. Yeah, look at all that froth. It's really really frothy. So, uh, yeah. With a lot of ice. I've been making a lot of the shaken espressos recently. Uh, my wife has been on a big, like, frothy coffee kick. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've been doing, like, the maple shaken espressos. But I don't have a machine. I use an AeroPress for the uh, espresso. Okay. Um, yeah, I thought about getting a AeroPress, like, for camping or, uh, like, for, uh, you know, uh, to be able to pack easily. Even like bringing one on tour when mm-hmm. like there's only shit coffee available, or uh, so sometimes I I make like a, a stove top as well at home. I really really like uh, making stove top. I like I I got good at making a good stove top recently, because before I was always putting the heat too high and then it was like to uh, like um, you know be really hot and then like uh, go everywhere 
but then now like i'm really really taking my time and uh yeah it's actually really 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 good it's like a really strong filter coffee you know mm-hmm. otherwise i just use like a i have an old breville barista express but it it does the trick like the grinder is shit but like i was able to die dial it in quite quite well because like, there's like a external dial like the, the the course adjustments but there's also like another dial inside if you take it apart then you make can make it even finer finer adjustments and uh yeah with like a bit of extra tool like the the needles like to uh, uh you know break the the the, the crumble of the uh, grinded coffee and like a good uh, temper really can really make this uh, this machine shine yeah yeah just gotta wdt it yeah yeah i just like i take really good care of it i change the filters and uh, i clean it uh, thoroughly i do uh, uh decalcification uh, every three months and uh, i've i've had it for i think seven years wow and i've thought about changing it but it, it does like with good coffee it's it it, it does the trick you know see this is i love to hear this we have mark is on the coffee game he's doing it he's got the espresso he's got the tools max has the old espresso machine with the decaf making it happen nab sent me a photo yesterday of him drinking a coffee for the second time in his life i think really he didn't i'm not kidding he sent me a photo it was a video (laughs) it was a video of him going i'm drinking coffee for the second time in my life uh, he's like, honestly, I kind of like it. Oh, really? I want to see Nab on coffee. Wired yeah. up. Very High exciting to see. So nice. I think, I think by come Madhouse, I'll have at least two members of Spite House coming to buy cold brew. Max, I don't make decaffeinated cold brew, so I'm sorry. You're kind of SOL there, but, um, this is very exciting. Yeah, dude, cool. I, I love the the batch that I got from you uh, at Madhouse, and I even like the the two weeks after I went to because uh, I lived next to uh, Balance, mm-hmm. and uh, they they had uh, they had some left, and I bought I, I bought some more, and uh, yeah, I, I love this this uh, coffee place, man. Really down to earth and nice guys, and yeah. uh, but you play you play in a band with one of the guy who works there, right? I used to. Oh, okay. He's in another band now uh, with one of the other members that was in Jard. That Jard, that, yeah, that's that, it. Like the math core, like converge kind of band. Um, he, they have a screamo band that is okay. ferocious. Like they're in the middle of recording right now, and it's sick. Okay, nice. I'm very excited about what they've got going on. So, uh, me, me too. I think it was. Um, for the best that we all parted ways because now we're all in like much better bands <laughs> oh, <wow. laughs> it's like one of those right on. Uh, I'll yeah. tell you what I'm sipping on before I run out because I'm almost out yeah. um, go ahead Pilot Coffee Roasters they have a seasonal kind of thing that they do called uh, Anasora and usually I think it's a summer release but the past two years it's been in the winter for some reason um but it is from Ethiopia. It's from a particular uh, like washing station, I believe. So it's like a single farmer or producer. And um, it's like always a very hyped coffee with people who follow Pilot. Like one of my friends in Gatineau, his favorite coffee in the whole world is this specific like batch that they release. And it always changes. Uh-huh. Um, so the last one they released was like raspberry very sweet like tart raspberry this one is like strawberry and vanilla how did you uh brew it oh my coffee how did i i do everything on v60 uh okay nice i don't i haven't got into pour over yet but it looks like a lot of fun if you do it will ruin your life Uh, that's what i heard yeah Yeah. because it's Um, too good like today yeah today i was brewing uh like right before and my grinder i've been trying to like redial it in like i don't know why it's been going too fine 
or like I've been getting too many um, like fines in the coffee. So it's been muddy. Like whenever yeah. it drains through, it's like very muddy looking. Uh-huh. And it took a long time to drip down, which is like after you pour all the water in, waiting for it to go through. Like it basically self filters. And uh, it took a long time, like longer than usual. And so now I'm like freaking out because it's like the grind setting that I've used for two years is not working. And I don't know what to do. So I'm like, should I clean my grinder? Should I change the grind setting? So now I'm scared because I have to fix it. So it's it's just things like that. It's, It's like little like micro adjustments that make the coffee better and then you kind of like obsess over it right yeah i get it yes but i mean espresso is the same way yeah it's different like yeah definitely well like i i i i don't mind that my like my breville is like it's you know it's a bit wonky but it it is what it is but uh, yeah i'm i'm very precise when i make the the stove top now again with like the 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 right temperature for uh, the, the 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 boiling like i'm like next to the stove always moving it like on the fire out of the fire until like i hear the perfect sound but man it is so satisfying yeah did you watch james hoffman's video on how to get like the best brew uh no i didn't that's who no, i oh followed. yeah 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 yes 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 i did that that's exactly his uh his technique that i uh the funky yeah the guy with the, with the jason yeah yes yeah 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 i i watched his video and uh yeah and i yeah but uh and that that's from him when i got the method of like just moving it in and out of the of the of the stove of the heat just to get like the the right temperature for the the, the stove top thing yeah because a lot of people don't know the reason that the coffee from those like mocha pots are super bitter is because you're adding heat to the beans waiting for the water to boil so if you put boiling water in before you put it on the stove and then put it on a medium heat it it gives you like a much better tasting coffee and that's where the good shit starts to happen (laughs) yeah man yeah yeah You can he like ru- you can like really you can ruin coffee with like a stove top or you can uh, yeah you can make like heaven taste coffee. Amazing. Um, well, you shouted out your favorite shop, Mark. Max, do you have a favorite coffee shop that you go to? Well, not really. <laughs> Honestly, <Crickets>. like. <laughs> I don't drink enough <laughs> coffee to like have a favorite spot. Uh, yeah, it's very rare that I take a decaf if I don't make it myself. Uh, unless we are on tour and then we're going to Starbucks getting those, <laughs> those. Uh, oh yeah, those. <laughs> say it. <laughs> Can I say that word on this Starbucks? podcast? Oh, what do you think? Oh, are you getting frappuccinos? No worse. What do you mean? What's worse than that? PSL. Dog, that's, there's nothing wrong with a PSL. Let me tell oh, you really? something. I thought it was like a taboo that you can't pronounce it. No, it's like no, the no. Voldemort yeah. of coffee. No, no. It is not the one we will not name. Uh, pumpkin Spice has its place. Okay, sick. It's a, it's, it's a treat. Our last tour, we, we were getting that like almost every day, I think. <laughs> The first time yeah. we, we stopped, it was awful. It was like the worst uh, pumpkin spice latte I've had in my life. It was so bad. And we were like, is, is it just bad in the States? Like, do they have a different recipe or something? And then the, the second day we tried it again and it was fine. But the first one was rough. Good. Yeah, so like uh, the past couple of months I've been getting that but it's not like out of a cool coffee shop or anything i'm just like going to starbucks for it and paying way too much if you uh there's a shop down the street from me that i really like and they do a homemade psl oh cool and it has become one of my favorites nice i also tried it here like with all the ingredients and it's just not the same though there's something about the the syrup that they that they have i don't know it's so sweet 
I don't know mm-hmm. how they make it, but a lot of sugar. Yeah, it's just a lot of sugar. That's... Yeah, that's just, that's just... <laughs> yeah. It's, it's syrup. Yeah. Um, I made I made a homemade one too. Like I made a syrup, and it was so much fucking trouble that I don't ever want to do it again. What was in the syrup? Uh, take a can of pumpkin pie, like pumpkin puree that you bang a pie with. Yeah. And, and put it in a cheesecloth and let all the water strain out from it. Like push okay. all the water out. Yeah. Use that water to boil your sugar and spices, like cinnamon, okay. clove, allspice, like you, everything you'd put in a pie. Yeah. You put that in the syrup and dissolve it. it. And then just let it sit for like 10 minutes, cool all the way down. And then put it in a thing, but it was just the whole action of squeezing the water <laughs> out of pumpkin puree. That at one point I was like, "What the fuck am I doing?" Right. Like, why am I doing this? I just put the puree right in the magic bullet <laughs> with Don't all do the that. spices. That, that's a smoothie. <laughs> no, but there's not like that much. So if you have like a lot of coffee and milk, then it's like it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> chunks oh man this is i a said it wasn't latte. as good though that's true don't don't put the puree don't don't learn from others mistakes yeah um yeah well i'm happy to know that y'all are just white girling it up uh on tour yeah. this past one i also really love the uh, nitro cold brew at starbucks that's the good stuff too it's 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 really 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 good but for some reason they most of the time they don't have it and apparently it's because cleaning the taps is a really shitty job and they don't have time to do it so they just say like we're out of it i i i get it like that it's a bit it's a bit more work but when they do have it man it's it's so worth it it's not even a hard job they just don't want to do it stupid yeah i guess they don't yeah they don't want to just clean yeah, the tap too lazy yeah clean it um just, yeah yeah it's like that's one the, fucking tap yeah it's one tap it, and all you have yeah. to do i think you just like unplug the keg and plug up a cleaner and run it through and that's it like uh-huh. and then you let it soak you take the nozzles off and you soak the taps and like a cleaner bucket and then you put them back on but whatever that's the only drinkable black coffee at Starbucks, by the way. The nitro. Oh yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. I I watched a video recently and somebody was or, like, my regular order is Pike's Place every morning, and I was like, why do you hate yourself? That's <laughs> well, the worst coffee. So, is there a way to make nitro cool at home? You think? Like, if you buy a tab with like nit like nitrous something, I don't know. So you can buy like really small nitro kegs uh they used to sell them on amazon but i think you have to go to a different site now uh-huh. and then you literally just uncap it sanitize your keg and then they sell it where it has a capsule that infuses the nitrogen once you lock the cold brew inside and it has a little uh-huh. tap on it that you can do and i think it does about a liter nice yeah uh but spoiler nice 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 spoiler i'm working on figuring out if I can can nitro cold brew hell yeah that's my thing and that will be a game changer because nobody in Montreal is selling canned yeah. nitro cold brew to definitely do it please I have no idea one. what nitro cold brew is have you ever seen I know you don't drink either um, but like have you seen like a Guinness being poured like a Guinness <coughs> yeah. beer I think you know, we talked like about cloudy. this. Yeah. So nitro, the reason it does that is because of the nitro. They they infuse nitrogen in the beer. Yeah. And so basically you can do that with cold brew. Um, okay, okay. So you basically, yeah, you like you can put it in the can and then you basically agitate the can and crack it and then let mm-hmm. all the fizz like drill out into the glass so it gets all cloudy and nice. And then once it's done releasing all the gas, you can pop it all the way and then fill it up. Okay. And it's cool. very aesthetically pleasing, I guess. All the it's, it's fun it, and it's fun to drink. Like it's, say, yeah. It feels like a coffee beer. Yes, exactly. 
it's like no no sin or no no shame no sin and no shame you're not sinning (laughs) hello um (laughs) i know a little bit earlier we talked about uh you guys going to recording school together but i guess is that how spite house was formed or did y'all know each other like well before that but that was like years ago. That was like uh, 12 years ago that we went to audio school. Oh, shit. Okay. Yeah. That, 2011, I think. Damn. Well, 2012, yeah. Yeah, so we met there. Uh, I was... Uh, I was... I, I'm originally from Gatineau, and it had been like a year that I was in Montreal doing like CGIP stuff. And then uh, I, I decided to enroll in that. And uh, yeah, that program is like the first place I met people that were listening to the same music as me. Um, and it was really fun and cool, the program itself, but also just to like meet people that you can go to shows with and uh, just like, yeah, slowly, instead of like going to shows, to hardcore shows alone and like I'm a shy person, I didn't talk to anyone, so it was yeah way more fun with friends. <laughs> and also being able to talk about like hardcore, like recording hardcore music. Yeah. And like Good. that it's so that it's okay to put distortion on everything. It's okay to yeah. like over compress everything. Like, you know, they, they don't teach that in like recording school. You're not yeah. getting teach to like. Yeah. And just you know, have, like. like you have like records that you're like, oh, I love this record. Oh, I loved it. I love it too. But for the recording itself and the production, but you would never talk about those records with other students that don't even have like they're there to record. I don't know hip hop or jazz or whatever. Right. And you, yeah, I feel like ha- having Mark in the program was like okay, like it all makes sense because we apply what we learn to the stuff we like, and it doesn't feel weird. It's like when when you show like a teacher like a reference song, you're like, oh, this like this is a fucking shit recording. But you're like, no, oh, this is the best thing I've ever heard. You know, <laughs> I'm not, you know, like most like DIY recordings or. Uh, so yeah, it's, I think this was like uh, uh, the main thing that got, like brought me and Max together was being able to talk like, oh, like how do you think this album was recorded? Oh, I. I heard like he used this technique or this technique. So, uh, yeah, definitely. We, uh, we bonded over this and started going to shows together. Uh, yeah, we, we even had like, uh, we, in one class we had to like, build, like build a song and then record it from scratch. And, uh, oh, yeah. this might have been the first slide out song ever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, that was fun. I, I think it was still, 11 years ago. I, I still have that song somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. It was but like the, uh, the teacher was like uh he was a classical uh classical pianist. And <laughs> oh, uh, yeah. he owns like a he ha- he owns a like so, mixed art studio in Mon- yeah, in Montreal. But his it's uh yeah, it's it's like a really fancy studio and he fucking dig the song so much. He was like, Yo guys, this is this is awesome. <laughs> like I've never heard anything like it, but you guys like and we we got a really great great score on it and uh yeah he was just like blown away that, that we did that it was like uh it was funny sounding like melodic hardcore from like i don't know like more than life and stuff like that that we were like really into at that time and, yeah we were uh, really into the the carrier oh yeah true and, yeah yeah definitely a big influence for that song yeah. that was like yeah. the, the beginning of spite house yeah, fun, yeah. Then it took another like eight years before we started like <laughs> a real band. Wait, so were y'all in other bands like in those eight years? So I, um, when I moved to Montreal, I joined a, a band called uh, Dark Circles. We played uh, like mostly D beats, D beat. Uh, like touching a bit of uh, like black metal, a bit of hardcore, and uh, yeah, that went on for uh, until the pandemic hit, and then that and I guess it ended after that. 
and then I played uh, is it truly, drums in the. Truly over though. Is it ever over? I have. I don't think I so. I have heard rumors as well. I, I think it's just uh, hiatus that well, they say. It's it's a really really long hiatus. Like I I would love to uh, get back together, but our singer Jimmy uh, moved to uh, Halifax, and. Uh, Chris, our bassist, moved even further. He moved in Saibazil again. Oh, I didn't so, know that. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm kidding. But yeah, so, but yeah, we talk. We still have like an Instagram group chat. Uh, during the pandemic, we played uh, uh, Call of Duty Modern Warfare uh, every day. And so this was our uh, band practice. But yeah, we never know. I'd love to play some uh, D-beat music uh, again. I also play in uh, Kraken, which is more uh, like down tempo, uh, doomy sludge stuff. Uh, really influenced by Amenra. Um, so uh, yeah, I was mostly into like really heavy, loud, fast music. And then I was sick of playing D beats and blast beats, so I told Max, "Hey, want to do a punk band together?" Uh, yeah, so I was in uh, another band before Spidehouse. It was called Deeper Well, and uh, it was kind of, uh, I guess, uh, a take on all those Lifetime kind of band, like uh, a beat, punk, melodic, hardcore, but like with a pop sensibility, I guess. And it was uh, um, with the singer of No Bones, Antoine. And that lasted for like, I don't know, for um, two or three years, I, I think. We, we made two EPs, uh, did a couple of like super small weekend runs, and uh, that was pretty much it for that band. And I was on guitar, I wasn't singing. Um, and yeah, after that, I, it took a while for me to get back into like writing stuff and uh, being in a band. I was like more focused on the recording aspect and, and trying to get more into that uh, seriously. Uh, so yeah, so Spider was my second band, and then there's like the other bands that I was involved with after that, like Cetus and uh, Will to Speak. Yeah, that's pretty much it. But I, I don't have like a lot of bands experience, I guess, like playing in bands, I guess. But I've I've learned a lot from just interacting with bands in the studio and like learning their dynamic and how they work and like that kind of added up over the years and also just hearing from my friends that were in bands that I like, uh, like Mark and uh, the things they did. And, yeah. Mark, you're inspiring. Yeah. Yeah, I try, I try, I try to be. I think, uh, yeah, I think I see myself a bit like the dad of the band, you know? Well, you are. Like I you're the dad I, yeah, in the I, band. I they definitely am. <laughs> But yeah, I like to take care of my boys, you know? When we go on tour, I, uh, you know, I bring, I take all the medications, like for everybody, and then, uh, you know, take care of like uh, sleeping situations and uh, mattresses for everybody, uh, make sure everybody hydrates. And uh, no, it's just, I, I, I like this role. I like taking care of my boys, you know? It's a good man. <laughs> it's a good man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, so why is the name Spite House? Because I feel like it's a reference that I don't know a lot of people, especially from like Quebec would get, because yeah. I don't think that that's like a big thing here. So where did that idea come from? Uh, well, it comes from a show. Uh, it's Curb Your Enthusiasm. There's like a whole season about doing things out of spite. And uh, what I got, aside from uh, all the laughs uh, from that uh, season is that a lot of good things can come out of spite. And uh, I learned about spite houses and I thought it was just like a very interesting idea that some people would like go as far as build houses just to piss someone off. Um, and yeah, I don't know. It, it, it's kind of... Uh, It makes sense with the music we make in the sense that um, 
it's 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 a little bit like a fuck you to my insecurities in some way like i've always wanted to sing in a band and it's like i don't know there's like this this thing about doing things to spite that side of me that is like you can't do it um and yeah and i obviously i am a big uh, larry david fan and i just enjoyed the show so much and we were like going over lists and lists and lists of names and we were never satisfied with something and then when i i i uh i don't know like arrived on that and and sent it to mark he was like yeah that sounds kind of cool and at that point like kind of cool was enough for us to just move forward with it <laughs> so yeah i think i think when you first pitched in i was like yeah all right i was really sick of like trying to find a band name <laughs> yeah i think it's and one of the worst step of creating a band if you don't have like already sucks. a list of cool names that you're like someday i'll have a, a band that that that's named this or or that then it's it's kind of like painful to think about all the possibilities but also for it to make sense conceptually with what you want to create and but you still don't know what you're like what you're creating will be and it's like it's it's very hard i find it's it's mm -hmm. not a fun thing but yeah yeah it was it, it it ended up like building the concept around the first lp as well yeah so and i think it's yeah so that's yeah it, it was yeah. meant to be but uh, if, yeah. if, if you don't know Curb Your Enthusiasm, then I highly recommend you watch the show. And uh, yeah, some people like it, some people hate it. And I'm the, it, it's it my is, type of humor. <laughs> it's insanely cringy and I can see how some people would find it too cringe. Yeah, but, yeah very it's just, awkward. It's so good, man. It's, it's a lot of good cat, catchphrases. What's like um, Michael Scott if you know anything about like the office and michael okay. scott's character then you understand like curb your enthusiasm is basically like the the inspiration for his character like he's the it's biggest like, Larry we'll david fan we'll yeah it's like watching scott's thoughts over and over again <laughs> <laughs> or dinner party oh yeah <laughs> Scott's Tots is like one of the worst fucking episodes of television that's ever been made. <laughs> I just recall which one was that. The fucking, you, yeah. I can't. I can't, man. It's like, you know, yeah, Kirk really teaches you how you can be like a real, real asshole. Like, it, <laughs> like sometimes me and Max like argue over each other and I can see him being the, like Larry David. I was sometimes like... <laughs> Dude, it's the worst. I'm gonna fucking kill you, man. Yeah, you're just you're just trying to be difficult. Yeah, yeah, just yeah, just like being difficult just to be difficult, you know. So it's like, yeah, eh, all right, I'll, yeah, yeah, you, you can never spite. drop anything. It's like, yes, we know you're right, but it doesn't change anything right now. But he, he needs to make the point that, yeah. <laughs> Have you watched uh, I Think You Should Leave? Of course. Oh, yes. Of course. <laughs> How you sure do you find... That? Are you sure about that? You sure about that? What's the... One of my... Th the thing that pops into my head the most is from uh, Bozo dubbed over when he, like, makes things viral. <laughs> and he's like, oh, fuck. What the yeah. fuck? <laughs> it's, like, the funniest. It gets stuck in my head constantly. But I find that uh, <laughs> Tim's... Did you make... This. Did you make this last night? No. no. <laughs> Did not. Uh, I find Tim, his like humor is very much like inspired by Larry David, but then like how much further can I go to where it's not even like funny anymore? It's just truly uncomfortable. Yeah. And existential. Hold on, which one? Pretty. We're, like, we're still like talking about... That. about uh, I think you should leave for a curb. Yeah. No, Tim Robinson, I feel like... Okay, yeah, yeah. Because he's inspired by that era being like SNL, like an SNL writer, mm -hmm. but then like just takes it so much further than it should yeah. go. Yeah, we... Uh, when we, uh, we... We just came back from tour with uh, a band called Heavy Hex, and then on, on the way to uh, the States, we were talking about uh, I think you should leave. And then when we when we we we, we got to meet with them, 
uh they had printed out uh, the driving oh, yeah. crooner hat and cigar <laughs> to I put about in that. the window. And then it was like, you know, like with the fingers and smoking the cigars. He's trying and to make it were... not work. He's trying to make There's it not gotta work. Be a... There's got to be a way to make money out of this. And so, this guy yeah, wants we, to kill we... me. We really bonded over. I think you should leave like big time. I I think it's it's the kind of thing you either you either like love it or you like don't find it funny at all. Mm-hmm. And, and sometimes when you think it's I funny, find it's really funny. Sometimes I I watch like a, an episode and there's a, like many sketches that I don't find funny on the moment, but when I, I think- talk about the sketch it all makes sense and now it becomes funny to talk about the sketch that i thought was like eh? like what the fuck is this and then you talk about it and it's like oh my god it's it's hilarious i don't want to do this anymore yet that's that's the number one <laughs> me and josh me and josh from crosscheck we will quote that to each other every time i don't feel like being around anymore wait like, yeah. <laughs> Like you don't want to live because you're in the suit. Yep. <laughs> it's so hot. I definitely said there's too much fucking shit on me while I was playing drums. <laughs> because I was so hot. That yeah. and the Dan Flashes one. I didn't find the Dan Flashes, the shirts one funny at all. And then I was like trying to talk about it. And I was like, oh, the more crazy the pattern, the more expensive the shirt. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it made sense. <laughs> yeah, um, that's a re- that's a re- that's a good one. You guys are signed to NMZ, and y'all were signed basically before the LP came out. Yeah, yeah. And uh, like during the pen, like before shows could come back. Yeah. How did Pretty that? How how does that process? Did you? Because I heard about Spite House. Y'all played a show in Montreal. I don't remember which one. And I was playing in No Rescue. And then, like, I think yeah. Will came to me and was like, dude, this band is fucking sick. And then that's how I heard about you guys. But well, then cool. I was like, oh, shit, they're already signed to NMZ. And then they've already got, like, an LP out. This is crazy. So how yeah. did the rollout? Did you plan that? Or was it just like, let's, we have time. Let's shop it out. Let's see who's interested. Uh, it was a little bit of that. Um we spent like a lot of time um, like recording demos for it. Uh, like we met right before the pandemic, right? Uh, for the first jam. And uh, at, at that first jam, we had like three songs written and we're like, okay, so like there's something there, like there's the chemistry is, 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 is going great. And we just felt like it's, it's, it's cool, it's fun and it's flowing. So like, let's just continue. And then bam, the pandemic hit, so we couldn't jam for a while. And then, uh, you know, it was like kind of on and off with like the places that were closed. And then uh, at one point you could meet and at another point you couldn't meet and whatever. So we have like being like the two of us, uh, um, like recorders or whatever, like uh, audio people. We have like access to recordings uh, or at least like demo style recording uh, easily on like every places we we play or we jam or practice. We always have like microphones available and like sound cards and stuff like that. So we're like, okay, well, during the meantime, let's just like write a, a bunch of songs and demo them. And then so that took a while. And then we're like, okay, so we're really down with the the bunch of songs that we have. What do we want to do with that? And we're like, there's no shows going on. There's nothing happening and we don't know when it will start again. So I'm like, okay, well, let's do a real recording of those songs and make like the best thing we can. Uh, We already knew that we wanted it to be an uh, LP because uh, I don't know the, the... the challenge of making an LP and um, the the concept of it all was like a thing already. Um, <clears throat> so yeah, so we, we spent like more time demo, uh, not demoing, but like re-recording everything. At that point, we found a uh, nab uh, for bass. Um, 
and then things started opening up again and i'm not sure if we were, we already talked to nick before or after the first like a spite house appearance but we did like a the, this turbo house thing that we could just like show up not even be like a open band mic thing yeah open mic kind of thing and just like play three songs in which after the second one i broke a string and, <laughs> and then we were like y'all okay so the, the, this was fun y'all did the yeah. open mic jam yeah, yeah we did the first open mic the jam. first one we were like yo let's let's do this and um it was my first time it, singing it, in front of people it was a lot of fun yeah is that the and, video uh, that y'all used for uh is it dying leaves is that from that did y'all record that no is no we play, we play, like a lot of bands in montreal we played the uh, boss many times in that year like, were y'all trying to be gutser is that what it was <laughs> yeah <laughs> and uh yeah so so when we had like the final mixes and everything we were like yo this is pretty good like let's send it to some people uh, and uh, we had like nmz in mind because we knew uh of uh some bands that were on nmz and also that like previously were on nmz like life's question soul blind and bands like that uh nab I think is is a is a friend of Nick's through his zine, uh, so they they wanted to, to work together at some point, uh, and so we sent we sent the the LP. Nick was pretty busy and was like, uh, I don't know, like we'll, we'll see, we'll, like if we could work this out. And then he listened to the LP and he was like, okay, I really love this, and he he wanted to put it out. So that's how it happened. And then we were like, okay, but it's kind of maybe a bit much to just like bam drop an lp like that uh out of nowhere uh so we did the promo thing but the, those two songs the two first songs are on the lp as well and we put a different version of uh, essence uh just to make like we had all those demos and we were like satisfied with how different it was and how also interesting it was uh compared to like the lp version so that was the promo tape and then we it took like so much time to get the the, the vinyl pressed. It took like uh, I remember at one point Mark was really uh, discouraged because he, he was like, "I can't wait like nine months for this. Like this is crazy." <laughs> I think it took eight months, something like that. It ended up yeah taking yeah eight months total before we have like yeah. It took four months to get the test the press. The, all the pressing plants were starting to reopen and they 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 were getting like backed up really really quickly so yeah eight months was was a good turnaround at that time that's crazy yeah but that's basically basically like, the story oh, oh sorry okay, okay. no no it's fine go ahead i was just gonna say something that doesn't mean anything um I want people to hear waiting it. so long for the pet the pressing oh, yeah. plants the supply chain i don't know if anybody yeah, yeah, remembers yeah. when it had to wait a year for the record to come out and then taylor swift and her records backed everything up i don't know if you right that. Yeah, yeah, yeah oh yeah let's you, you need that taylor swift on vinyl no you don't okay okay <laughs> I need the new Jonas. Okay, right? I need the new Jonas Brothers record on vinyl. How about that? Yeah, good choice. It's better. I just got the uh, last Blink album on vinyl. Does it sound it's... better than uh, than on <laughs> streaming? It's it sounds a bit more organic, especially Anthem Part Three. I I couldn't listen to it in like my AirPods. It was so, so compressed, man. Oh my god! But yeah, vinyl was yeah. It sounded good. <laughs> I, I don't even know what to say about that. Uh, <laughs> I try. <laughs> I don't know. You tried. Yeah. I. You, um... you need it on vinyl. You'll understand on vinyl. <laughs> Are you sure about that? No. <laughs> um, no, it's, it, it 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 doesn't sound better, but you know, I I, I needed to to have it. 
as a wall hanger. I I, I pre-ordered it. I don't know why, but <laughs> the next fight house is gonna sound like this. So I, I don't. So basically, Mark, I don't need you to play on the album. I I have a version of Superior Drummer. <laughs> I don't even have to play a thing. It's crazy. You can just get the you get the yeah get the Travis Barcher um, Superior Drummer Pack, and then you have all the sounds you need. Oh. Does he have one? I don't know, but who doesn't love the sound of Orange County Percussions uh, <laughs> twenty by twenty inch kick? <laughs> That's really funny because Max recorded an OCDP kit this weekend. <laughs> yeah. Oh, OCD, OCDP. Yeah. Yeah. O- OCDP. Or people still play those. Yeah, it's the category five one four. What uh, what does Spite House have coming up through the end of the year into twenty twenty four? Nothing till the end of the year. I think we. Uh, decided to not play shows after the tour because we wanted to focus on the next recording. Um, we've been like writing the second LP for a while now, and we're pretty much done with demoing. Um, so what's next is uh, finding time to do the the whole like real recording of stuff after we're all satisfied with the pre-prods. Um, I think it's our third pre-prod now. That's we yeah. Did. Yeah. Or fork even. Yeah. So on, on some songs. Oh yeah. You've been like that way. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So that's pretty much it. And then when we'll have the record uh, ready, then I don't know. We'll start booking shows and, uh, yeah, we we have stuff like that we can't talk really talk about right now. Uh, that is gonna be in twenty twenty four. But yeah, I don't know. Very, <laughs> we're working it's hard. Be, it's gonna be a very exciting years, and we're definitely gonna like go on uh, like uh, new territories for us. It's good very exciting stuff. Yeah. It's a good, it's a good hint. It's very mysterious. Yeah. Yes. Shroud, <laughs> shrouded in mystery. Um, well, Max, Mark, thank you so much for hanging out. This has been much more chill than I even imagined because usually Max comes out of like left field with some like weird ass conversation topic so um. <laughs> when I just take a picture of you on a date with your girlfriend and send it to you like two hours later but you yeah, know we never it, talked it wasn't even the fact that it was like that you took the photo it was that it was so far after yeah <laughs> so uh, um, I'm sorry I just have it's all good it's you know it's one of the things that i love you for so um awesome well let me know before we go what's your favorite city for beans and breakdowns uh i don't know montreal man like i get all the beans and all the breakdowns i I, I can i can have right here you know right next to my home Yes, and then all the, like every neighborhood that's such crazy good coffee places, and yeah, a lot of sick bands, sick drummers, yeah, amazing scene, love it. No, it's my turn. I'm disqualified for yes. the beans part. I I think um, I'm probably gonna say like Boston for hardcore because. All the bands that uh, were coming out of that scene in like the uh, early 2000 to mid 2000 are kind of like what I was listening to when I got into hardcore. So like American Nightmare and uh, uh, all those bands uh, that like the the Bridge Line scene. Uh, so I'm I'm gonna say that for 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 those reasons and for Beans then I'm I'm just disqualified. It's fine. <laughs> We'll we'll give you a wherever pass. there's a Starbucks, yeah. <laughs> which can't be Boston because that's Duncan territory. So, uh. anyway, uh, I love Boston too. 
um half hearts like one of my favorite bands of all time so boston has a very secured spot in my heart y'all boston Boston? is the reason yeah we did no it's not (laughs) (laughs) um Um, yeah we did we did uh, second to last date we played boston we played o'brien's pub how's that it was cool actually the guy uh chris from uh, bridgeline was there uh well, well heavy x is, is uh, a bridgeline band now and they're got, they're oh. working on, on like putting out their lp uh which is gonna Bridge come out still in, around uh, yeah yeah they're trying to yeah revive the whole uh b19 so i i think they're working on a lot of stuff that uh is gonna like yeah, revived that whole. There's like a, I don't know. There's a comeback of that sound, I guess, with like one step closer and, and all those bands. So I, I think, yeah, yeah, it makes sense that Bridgeline will be back with with some newer bands in that genre. Uh, that I think you're brewing a lot of stuff, and I think you're gonna be excited about a lot of stuff that's coming. Is there like a reunion or? I, we were just like making theories about what's what's to come man bridge nine coming back would be like i think me and john were talking about it the other day like that was like the epitome like before triple b before like days bridge nine was like the one and victory <laughs> victory yeah. was like turning into like the you know shitty fucking weird metalcore pop punk shit um, well, not to insult anybody listening, I just that's not my cup of tea. Easy core is not my favorite genre of music, so um, but yeah, thanks for <laughs> yeah, thanks you, man. Thanks for, I, thanks for I having us. alienate <laughs> before I alienate every single listener. Um, uh, thanks for everything. Uh, I'll, I'll see y'all soon. Thanks for listening to this episode of Beans and Breakdowns. I want to say a huge thanks to Max and Mark for joining us again on the podcast. Be sure to check out Spite House. Music is available on all listening platforms and they are constantly touring. So be sure to check out any dates coming up near you. If you've enjoyed the podcast, please subscribe and leave a review. You can find out more information about the podcast by following us on Instagram at Beans and Breakdowns or on the web at beansandbreakdowns.com. Until next week, be sure to stay caffeinated and wake the fuck up.